The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z. Love Talk Radio. And a good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. My name is Matthew Kanata, a.k.a. MC Money, and I am joined, of course, like I am each and every week, by certain the soccer dad and my boy house, and we have a jam-packed 30-minute show for you, just like we said we had a 30-minute show last week, and I think we went over an hour, because our phone lines, our phone lines were off the hook last week, boys. And it was just absolutely insane where we had people calling left and right, talking about this, talking about that. And it was a great show. And we just kept on going. We kept on going. In six minutes, we have Max Himmelrich from the Deep End Miami at Himmelrich NFL on Twitter joining us to talk about all the latest buzz at the NFL Combine. Of course, the NFL Combine starting this week and the on-field drills will be starting very shortly in the next few days. And he has some good news for us. Uh, We hope it's some good news at least in regards to the defensive line and linebacker position coming out of the combine and looking ahead to the NFL draft because that is a key position, boys, for the Miami Dolphins in terms of what they're going to do and how they're going to approach that. And there are tons of options that the Dolphins can look at in free agency, whether they attack linebacker, whether they attack defensive line, whether they attack both, and then look at somewhere else in the draft. There are a lot of options, and we are starting to see the market get set a bit. What, uh, two people who got tagged, Melvin Ingram, mutual interest between him and Miami. Not going to happen. And Tremaine Johnson for the second straight year. Very disappointing for me, boys. 
And uh, the Dolphins had extreme interest in Tremaine Johnson. They were ready to pay Tremaine Johnson. And they were, ready re- they were ready to make Tremaine Johnson a Miami Dolphin for the second year in a row. And I say second year in a row because, yes, they wanted Tremaine Johnson last year. And Tremaine Johnson got tagged. And they said, okay, we're going to get Tremaine Johnson in 2017. Guess what? They're not going to get Tremaine Johnson in 2017 unless they sign, unless they trade for him. But, of course, when you have the franchise tag thrown on you, that, of course, costs a lot in terms of draft. Um, I'm not sure of the word that I'm looking for, but in terms of draft. Capital. Whatever, you, draft. There compensation. we go. Compensation. <laughs> you, you, Cleveland, you Cleveland people are kind of smart out there, huh? I mean, you really yeah, we you guys propose from time to time. We since we sit inside most of the time because of the snow, we have time to yeah, study. No, I got you. I got stuff. you. No, it's all good. All right, but uh, yeah. So I'm gonna jump in right here and, and talk to you boys about Dante Hightower. And I know how yeah. you have a man crush on Dante Hightower, and he is not going to get tagged. The tag deadline passed today at four o'clock p.m. Of course, the Dolphins not using it on anybody. There is really no need to use it on anybody this this season. Um, but yeah, Dante Hightower House, what are you thinking for him and the Miami Dolphins? I mean, I, I still don't really think there's it's gonna happen. That maybe that's just the Debbie Downer in me. And I know he's gonna cost a fortune, but I've been saying we've been saying all all season long. I mean, you get Dante Hightower, that lets you move Kiko Alonso to weak side or strong side linebacker and it just betters the entire defense in my opinion. So for me, he'll remain my number one uh hope come free agency and I, I just hope the Dolphins at least inquire and try to try to sign him I, I know he's going to cost a fortune but man to get Dante Hightower that'd be huge for this defense yeah Sutton what do you think about that do you like Dante Hightower do you think the Dolphins should look towards the draft I mean I was able to study a little tape on him he is a very impressive linebacker my concern would be the injuries not necessarily on the field play uh, but he does have some injury history there so that is a little bit of a concern, but with the Patriots and the way they lined him up, they lined him up at middle linebacker. They lined him up on the edge at strong side linebacker. So you can tell he's a very versatile linebacker, and we need help all over that linebacker unit. So he would certainly come in and, and help bolster that unit. So an article played in the Miami Herald by Armando Salguero, who just likes to drop nuggets here and there, breaks news all over one of the best in the business. Kiko Alonso uh, talked to Armando Salguero, and Kiko Alonso said he wants to stay inside linebacker. And are you surprised that he wants to stay inside linebacker, or do you think it's just a matter of – I mean, we all know that people are competitors, right? But also, it is no secret that inside linebackers get paid at the most of any linebacker position out there. So is this more of a challenge for Kiko in terms of him wanting to be the best that he can be, or is it more of him looking at – hell, I'm going into my contract year. You better bet I want to play inside linebacker and get paid like an inside linebacker. Sutton, let's start with you on this one. I would agree with the latter part there. I think Alonzo is looking at a contract year, getting paid more at that position. That's the position that he has played the most in his career. Despite some of the reports that I see how much he's played weak side linebacker at other places, i just I'm not seeing it. He's played middle linebacker almost exclusively his entire career. And I think that's where he's comfortable. So, um, But at the same time, I think Kiko Alonso is a team player. And if the Miami Dolphins, Adam Gates, he has a great rapport with his players. If he comes up and says, Kiko, we need you to move 
to weak side, we move this guy inside. I don't see him saying no. All right, Houts, what about you? Do you think it's more of a uh, thing where Kiko wants to get paid, or do you think he's really just up for the challenge of playing inside linebacker? Or is it a combination of both? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the latter. I think it's a combination of both. I think, like you said, middle linebackers, obviously, they paid more. But for me, I, I think he, he really wants continuity. I think I read somewhere, maybe that was that Armando Salguero article, that he just hasn't played the same defense in consecutive seasons. So, I mean, for him, he's, he's already uh, accustomed to the middle linebacker position. He did well last year, I thought, in Vance Joseph's defense. And I, I expect Matt Burke to have a similar style of defense. So, for me, I think Kiko Alonso, he just wants that continuity at the middle linebacker position. He probably feels like that's his best fit. And, and I'm excited. I mean, I won Hightower as much as anyone, but if Kiko Alonso wants to stick at middle linebacker and that's how the Dolphins feels best for the team, I mean, then maybe you're looking at a guy like Brandon Williams who might help out on up front and make things a little bit easier for him. But I, I do think it's a little bit of both. Obviously, like you said, he gets paid more if he's a middle linebacker, but I think continuity is what it all comes down to. And to help us kind of sort out this mess here, joining us now on the phone is Max Himmelrich. And we are on the Himmelrich Hotline, sponsored by AT&T. Uh, Max, welcome back to Finsider Radio. And you, guys, you, you, guys, you guys find a way to just make it worse every week. <laughs> Listen, the, the, big, the big companies are doling out the big bucks to make you a regular spot on Finsider Radio. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, well, thank right, you, Max. Yeah, exactly. Max. No, it's got to be like you got to do it like all the other sponsors. It's got to be like sponsored by someone, and it's got to be like sponsored by AT and T, powered by Gatorade, presented oh, yeah. by Verizon. That, like, that, will, that will be that will be next week. We will get that going next. You got to find out who it's powered. You got to find out who it's powered by. <laughs> all right. Well, actually, yeah. Welcome we'll do back. sponsored by Direct TV, powered by AT and T, since they have the partnership. Powered right by now. beer. Beer. Yeah, all right. Anyways, Max, <laughs> you're from the powered by <laughs> powered by Adderall and Red Bull. Let's get to it. <laughs> that is perfect. That is perfect. All right. So Max is from the DeepEndMiami.com, of course, one of the best Dolphins websites out there, if not the best, uh, besides the Finsider.com. And Max is a very popular presence, the president of Dolphins Twitter at Hemelrich NFL. Follow him on Twitter. All, always great stuff. Max, the NFL Combine, uh, they're going to start on the field drills on Friday. Continue on through Monday. And what's the general buzz that you're hearing from the NFL Combine as we as we will soon get into the linebacker defensive line position? But overall buzz that you're hearing out of the Combine in terms of the Dolphins and and who they're looking at and what they might be looking at this in the next few days. I mean, this year everything is a little bit a little bit wonky because you've got free agency running back to back with the Combine. Usually there'd be a week in between. So right now things are actually – its a, I have no idea what to make of, you know, what we're going to hear this year. I don't remember the last time that they actually, like, overlapped in this way because you guys will remember a few years ago they added the legal tampering period, which was almost yeah. in response to the Indomitian Sioux signing. So they added that. And so now the combine ends on Monday and the legal, quote-unquote, legal tampering period ends on Tuesday – but starts on Tuesday. So since that starts on Tuesday – and all the teams were just in Indy the day before, these contracts are getting worked out. There are going to be deals that we find out about on Tuesday, right when the tampering period opens. Or teams might try to mask it a little bit, but I don't think anyone has any illusions about what's going on in Indy. You know, that's why you saw some things happen. Adrian Peterson's people will be meeting with whoever, Jamal Charles people, like people who were cut already. 
and then the big money guys. I mean, you saw a ton of people come off the market this week with franchise tags. But I think, you know, the Dolphins, rather than looking at buzz, because I think, you know, the best guys to check are the national reporters, and the national reporters don't have anything. The local guys don't have anything. The Dolphins are purposefully keeping quiet. And yeah. a lot of people have said, oh, I think they'll make a splash in free agency. I don't really know where. Like, to me, you know, I don't really think of signing guards as splashes in terms of how the media would address it. For me, I would rather have two guards than, than Dante Hightower. I think, hmm. and I will, I will spend the rest of the offseason preaching this, there will be a direct correlation between the Dolphins' talent on the offensive line and the number of wins next season. That's what drives this team. We know what Ryan Tannehill is. We know what he needs to be a playoff quarterback. And he needs those few weeks where the offensive line is all healthy. And if not, he needs guys who can step up. If you bring Jermon Bushrod back and bring in two starting guards, you've got a reliable guard who can play backup. You've got Urbic and um, Steen, who are what they are, but they can play. So, I mean, you've got a decent situation. You just need starters. I would much rather see the Dolphins. And the other thing about guards is they're easy to evaluate. You know what you're getting with a guard. It's not like signing a wide receiver in free agency. You've seen line of scrimmage play. The Dolphins, and around the league, the best free agent signings are guys at the line. Kalechi Osemele last year, and Dominic Sue for the Dolphins the year before, Brandon Albert a couple of years before that. All absolute home run free agency deals, and they're all at the line of scrimmage. Absolutely. Great point, Max. And, of course, Max Hemmerich from the deependmiami.com joining us. Max, you alluded to the contracts uh, being worked out at the Combine, and for those who are kind of naive or – just aren't really in the know yet. The combine is the unofficial start of the tampering period in the NFL. And that is where pretty much free agents and agents set their markets and they really get a feel for everything. But you're right. It is so close to each other this year. So really interesting stuff. Yeah, to Matt, come out usually of you're nine, nine times out of 10, you're right. Usually the combine is when you set the market. You know, you guys will remember Dolphins example last year is when we started getting Lamar Miller information at the combine. Right. At the last yep. second, some teams swooped in and drove up the value. But this year, they're not setting value. They're setting numbers. I mean, yeah. I think, you know, they're going to sit down in that meeting room and they're going to say, if we were to want to have a deal done by Tuesday night, what would we theoretically have to offer? Like, they've got lawyers. They know what they need to say. So it's like they're, they're going to figure it out. But it's going to be an accelerated version of that. It, it, it's going to be absolutely wild. It's going to be a crazy, crazy five days. Max, how's here? It's no secret that the Dolphins need help at pass rusher, and there will definitely be some viable options when the Dolphins are on the clock at 22. Who do you like you with that pick? Are you about to ask me about Taco? Are you about to ask me about Taco? I'm not. I, I was thinking about it, but, but I know you're from UCLA. I know your boys, Tacris McKinley, so, so I was more concerned with what you might do at 22, and then I want to hear your thoughts on Tacris McKinley. Yeah, yeah, I've got a, I've got a um, – I like Tac. I mean, I think Tac is a really good player. I think he's a guy who he went through a lot. You know, he had to go to a junior college and then ended up at UCLA. And he's a motor guy. I mean, he's coming across the formation, catching guys on reverses. He's a wild player to watch on tape. The only question is, is he going to be able to play 4-3 end? A lot of people project him. A lot of people project him as a linebacker, a pat, like a pure edge linebacker. I don't think so. I think he can play 4-3 end. I've seen how he plays. But, I mean, 
I think he's going to go before that because, honestly, he's, he's got a torn labrum right now in his shoulder. The dude's still going to put up 25 on the bench, and he's still going to run a 4-5 something. I mean, he is an absurd athlete, and he's going to show it in Indy, and he's going to have one of those Ziggy Ansa type of rises for those big, long, athletic pass rushers that teams covet. And, I mean, you see what happens. Guys like JPP, Jason Pierre-Paul is not a good every-down player. He just keeps getting signed because he has length, and he makes big plays. Tack is a better version. I think Tack can be a better version of what JPP is. And then when you look at the other guys, Taco Charlton, I'm not the biggest fan of. I just see a ton of talent, but I don't know that he knows how to use it. And honestly, if you can't play disciplined football under Jim Harbaugh, I don't know who's going to be able to get you to play disciplined football. So outside of that, you've got a lot of linebackers. But I do think defensive end is a position they'll go, you know, maybe linebacker. There's that, uh, there's a player, uh, Hassan Reddick, who's been linked to the Dolphins a few times in mock drafts. He's an interesting prospect who could, who could raise his stock in Indy. But at the end of the day, I just want to see them use their free agency dollars, right? And draft expensive positions, draft defensive ends and corners, sign guards, you know, you know, like distribute the wealth. Max Sutton here, my new Twitter guitar buddy. And yeah. <laughs> for all you people out there who didn't think Max was cute enough, he plays the guitar too. I mean, how dreamy is this worst. guy? You guys, you guys are the so absolute handsome. worst. So <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> what the hell is that all about? You guys are the worst. But Max, um, we opened the show with the talk of Kiko. Um, kind of coming out and saying that he wants to play middle linebacker. I wanted to get your thoughts mm-hmm. on that, how that might influence the Dolphins' plans at addressing the linebacker in the draft, just because when I, where I'm looking, and this is obviously influenced by all the franchise tags that just happened, the defensive end market has severely <laughs> diminished, and it looks like if we're going to make a splash at linebacker, it's going to be in free agency. Um, so how do you feel about the depth of this draft? considering that we might have to go defensive end round one. I absolutely love the depth in this draft. I think Kiko Alonso coming out and saying he wants to play inside linebacker has about as much weight if I came out and said I wanted to play inside linebacker. The Dolphins are <laughs> going to do what they think is best. The Dolphins are going to make their best move. They're not here to satisfy Kiko Alonso. They're here to win football games. So Kiko Alonso is under contract. Kiko will play wherever he's asked to play. And wherever the team feels that's best, he'll play. I don't think they're going to need a traditional – I don't think they're going to bring in a traditional Dante Hightower-type thumper linebacker in the middle who can play – Hightower is a thumper who can play coverage, too. He's a freak. But, I mean, you look at a lot of guys like, uh, like Cunningham. Cunningham is an example of a guy who, if he doesn't test well, he could fall. And, I mean, you've got three guys, Raekwon McMillan, Gerard Davis, Cunningham – and then there's even more linebackers. There'll be someone there in the second round. I mean, I'm looking at these guys, and I don't like any of them on tape as much as I liked Eric Kendricks when he was coming out of UCLA. And Kendrick lasted until, you know, the early, mid part of the second round. So if I'm the True. Dolphins, I think being able to get a defensive end and being able to get an inside linebacker rounds one and two, I don't, I don't think that's not a safe bet. I think you can bet that you'll be able to get someone there I don't know who they like. I don't think they know who they like. These interviews are going to be a big part of it. And, I mean, free agency is going to be huge because let's say they can get some guards at a good price, and let's say they make a run at Dante Hightower. 
you know, they're going to do whatever they can, spend money. But I was talking to someone this week who knows a lot more than I do, who says, you know, Adam Gase is not, is not a slam dunk guy. He's not going to overpay or he's not going to have them overpay for a player. I think when you're looking at this defense, Kiko's fine. Like I, I, I was talking to Josh about that today. Kiko's like fine, but you can upgrade there. And I think if you sign a Brandon Williams type, then Kiko's job gets easier because obviously fewer guys are going to get through. But um, I, I think that if you pair a Cunningham or a Davis or one of these guys with Kiko and just kind of rotate in the middle, you don't need to have one person playing in the middle all the time. And so I think if they have a kind of flexible linebacker core with a second round linebacker this year, I think it could work. All right, Max Himmelrich again from the deep end, Miami.com at Himmelrich NFL on Twitter. Max, before we let you go, if you had one prediction for one person the Dolphins are going to sign on free agency right at 4 o'clock when free agency opens. Who is that person? Oh, that's tough. I mean, the, the name that I've heard thrown around, and I can't pronounce his name, there's a guard that Adam Gase coached in Chicago who's, who's expected to not be a Tier 1 free agent. I don't think they'll sign him at 4 p.m., you know, yeah. on Thursday when it opens. I, but I think he could be a guy. Uh, Patrick, his last name starts with an O. I think he could be he could be a guy that they sign later. But, I mean, you know, you never know. I thought Tremaine Johnson was going to be a guy that they would go after, but yeah. he got tagged. I mean, like, that's like that's how this thing is playing out. Usually we have the tags, then we have the combine, then we have a week to kind of hear all the rumor mill. The rumor mill is going to be reduced this year. It's just kind of going to all happen, I think. All right. Max Hummerich from the deependmiami.com. Great stuff, as always. He will be with us next week as well. Right, Max? You are going to make this a weekly spot with Finsider Radio. Is that correct? I will be here next week. All right. So, Max will drop in some more knowledge next (laughs) week. We'll see who sponsors Max next week, of course. Always get in those sponsors, (laughs) get in those endorsements each and every week. Follow him on Twitter, at HimmelrichNFL. Max, great stuff. Thank you for joining us, and we'll talk to you next Thank week. Thank you, Max. Yeah, I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Bye. Max. All right, Go take on. care, Max. All right, so that is Max, and of course, boys, great stuff, great questions. As always, I am training you both very well in terms of how to ask appropriate questions at the appropriate times and how to really grow up, and I've seen you two really grow up in front of my eyes over the last several months, and for that, I am appreciative of, of it. I mean, I I mean you do text us. Hard work. You, you, you do text us and say, all right, your turn, so I mean, it's Pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> that is a little behind the scenes look, and, and great news, great news for I everyone do listening. Appreciate. House is uh, house is driving through my hometown next Wednesday, and we have yep. agreed to uh, meet up with each other for just the second time in a few months. And I'm going to we're bring him to one of the. Yeah, we're going to lady in the tramp chicken wings. If anybody cares, yeah. to, there might be a line or something to that floating around the internet. I am going to bring Houts and his wife to the best restaurant that has wings in the entire state of Connecticut. And for those who are in Connecticut, you know what I'm talking about, Jay Timothy's out in Plainville, Connecticut. Uh, the dirt wings, absolutely to die for, absolutely amazing. To put it into context, I put in my order for the Super Bowl for dirt wings four days in advance. They laughed at me on the phone. They said they've been sold out for two weeks. So that is just how popular the wings are and how it's going to be lit. Absolutely. And, hey, MC Money, make sure – and I'm super jealous, by the way, but make sure you send me a picture of how so I can direct message some of my Twitter buddies so we can get him (laughs) on this Photoshop thing that he did for us. 
Oh, yeah, I want to make sure we're equally represented. I'll do it for All right, absolutely. Tell me what you need. <laughs> All right, so we're going we're gonna to get to Kenny Stills in just a short while. I mean, um, you know, it is the offseason, and I know things are heating up, and we're trying to keep our offseason shows to about 30 minutes. We'll probably go a few minutes over tonight, but I don't want to keep it an hour like last week. Um, we know our viewers and our listeners like to keep it succinct and as short as possible in terms of staying focused. We don't have the most focused fans out there. We have people who are like us who lose attention after about seven seconds. So if you're still listening with us, thank you. We appreciate your attention span, but we do have a caller on the line. We have no idea who it is. We're just going to bring him live on the air or a her. It could be a her. It could be a he. It could be Christoph. I'm not really sure. It could be Kai. Let's see who it is. Five, six, three, six, one, three. I'm not going to say the rest of your number, but welcome to Finsider Radio. What's up? Who are you? has to be Christoph. Hello? Yo. Who is this? There's nothing. Nothing. All right. We have a dead caller on the phone. Hopefully hopefully they're not really dead. If you're calling us, call <laughs> us back and we'll put you on the line. All right. Um, before we get to the live thread for questions, we talked about at the top of the show about Kiko Alonso, about Dante Hightower, about linebacker, about defensive line with Max a little bit. Let's really jump into defensive line a bit because I know we were supposed to talk about that last week. We never got to it. Let's talk about that right now. I, I tried to press Max for a name, and he wouldn't give me a name in terms of who's going to sign at 4 o'clock. I'm going to give you a name right now, Brandon Williams. I'm also going to give you another name, Nick Fairley. Okay? Those are two defensive linemen you must keep your eyes on when the new league year starts on March 9th because I am told at this point the Dolphins plan to be very aggressive in free agency. Of course, like every other team, they have a plan in place. But I also been told that Brandon Williams will be a target of theirs, and I'm sure they are getting the numbers and everything else this week at the Combine and trying to get that all figured out. But I am told that if they cannot land Brandon Williams, they'll look at Calais Campbell from the Cardinals, 31 years old. But they're also going to look at Nick Fairley. And if you remember, Nick Fairley was with the Detroit Lions when the Dominican Sioux was there. Okay, the knock on Nick Fairley is he can't stay motivated. He's lazy. But if you reunite him with an Adamican Sue, who knows what could happen uh, in this defense. So for me, I'm looking at those two guys. How, who would you be looking at for the defensive line to add rotation and, and challenge Jordan Phillips for that starting position? I mean, you mentioned Jordan Phillips, but for me, the name that first came to mind when you said about being signed by four was Andre Branch. I think we keep seeing these uh, the Dolphins business, uh, what, curriculum up in New York City and you keep seeing Andre Branch in the photos and for me I think the Dolphins really want to re-sign him I know seven million is what I heard uh, I think was it spot track gave him that was his market value I think that's a little bit of a, a hefty price for Andre Branch but I think the Dolphins might end up settling in on maybe five million this season I was a situational pass rusher but uh, he did well I, I posted a lot of Cameron Wake finds last Wednesday and Andre Branch seemed to be in every single one of them so I mean I like him as a pass rusher I think the Dolphins need a pass rusher opposite of uh, Cameron Wake. So I, I think Andre Branch is going to be re-signed before that weekend deadline. Sign, how about you? Yeah, you're no. looking at, at guys. And hold on, Sutton, before you continue, our live thread is, is pretty hopping right now. So if you are in our live thread, we want to know who you want on the defensive line, uh, defensive end, defensive tackle. Who are you looking at in free agency in terms of us signing? But Sutton, go ahead, give us your thoughts. Yeah, I agree with your – Initial thought there with Brandon Williams. I, I've studied some tape on him, and he is just a absolutely massive human being. He's a monster, absolutely right? Absolutely better than Don Terry Poe. So I'm 
I would much rather prefer, and I think their price tag is going to be relatively the same. So to get Brandon Williams, and I've seen him manhandle Marquise Pouncey, who's a two-time All-Pro. I've seen him straight up uh, just completely change the run game for for a team. So that would definitely, you know, in an interdependent game like football, to have someone like that up front next to Ndamukong Sue will certainly help the linebacker unit at, at a very high level. Um, a, a one under the radar guy that I studied some tape and has done pretty well, and this name will sound familiar to us because he's a former AFC East division foe, and that's Dominique Easley, who ended up getting oh, picked yeah. up by the by the Los Angeles Rams, and he's a young guy who's finally gotten healthy, and it would be nice to get a guy who will not command as many dollars but may also have the added incentive of wanting to stick it to New England twice a year. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. And, and the Dolphins are flexible in free agency, right? And in the draft, they're probably going to try to shore up the defensive tackle in free agency. And again, I'm looking at Brandon Williams and Nick Fairley. Um, but if they can go either way, defensive end and linebacker in free agency and draft vice versa there. So we'll see what really happens and how it all shakes. Remember, every team has a plan in place right now. It's what happens when, like Max said, guys start getting tagged when someone pays stupid money to a player who doesn't deserve stupid money, and then that market is totally thrown out of whack. So while I am hearing things right now, while Max is hearing things right now, while you two are hearing things right now from your sources, who just happens to be me. um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just make make shit up. That's what I do too, all day, every day. I don't know how much of a job. We got our sauces. (laughs) So, but while we're all hearing stuff right now, and I know I get, where did Kristoff go? Kristoff just called. He was he was on hold, and I and he, wow, Kristoff just he hung gone. up on us. All right, that's okay. Hashtag he gone. Um, <laughs> while we're all hearing things right now, and I got killed for this last year because I would I would put out a name right, and they would sign with someone else. But I would always have a reason why they sign with someone else. But you never know when another team is going to swoop in and woo that other player. So it's very, very fluid. Free agency is extremely fluid. Um, We have names. I have names. I have names that I can't tell you because the people who have told me said I can't tell you. And that's just the way it works. And you might not believe me. You may believe me. But my track record speaks for itself. Kristoff is back on the line. Kristoff, our most loyal caller ever on hashtag Finsider Radio. Kristoff, welcome to Finsider Radio. What is your question? Um, well, first, let me start off with a name I'd like to see us add during free agency, or at least look at it, and it's Nick Perry or Detani Jones from the Green Bay Packers. Okay, um, I can see that. Are list, both are listed as outside linebackers. Uh, they said that maybe, and I believe it was Perry that they said could be better suited to be a 4-3 defensive end. One okay. of them, too, I kind of am getting the messages confused right, we'll a little bit. It's but okay. We all get confused from time to time, Christoph. Question is, and I kind of hinted at it in the, um, in the live thread, but um, they're saying that Leonard Fournette showed up at 240 pounds um, getting ready for the combine. Do you think this is going to do anything to his draft stock? All and right, Christoph, thank you. Yeah, go ahead. Finish your question. 
and will teams look at him any differently because of it. All right, Christoph, thank you for calling. I'm going to throw you back on mute right now. I'm going to hand this over to our running back guru. He is the master of running back knowledge, and that is my boy, Joshua Houts. <laughs> what's going on with the running backs and Leonard Fournette at the Combine? Yeah, well, as everyone knows, I've been studying running backs for about 20 years, so, I mean, <laughs> there's no one better to speak on this subject than me. Uh, I believe I believe I read <laughs> Leonard Fournette is probably one of the best running back prospects since Adrian Peterson himself. Uh, 240 is a pretty big difference from the 230 he weighed a couple weeks ago, but I, I don't think it really concerns Fournette. I think he's He'll probably drop that weight. He's going to continue to beat that elite running back. For me, the biggest concern with him remains his uh, injury history. So I don't think his weight will really affect it, but I, I think he needs to prove that he can cut that weight and continue to be the elite player that many scouts believe he can be. All right. We're going to bring in our other caller on the phone. I believe that, Christoph, uh, thank you for calling, uh, by the way. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, let's bring our next caller on the line. I think this might be Kai, our newest caller, who started calling a few weeks ago. Uh, Kai, who you got? And if this isn't Kai, I'm sorry, but what's your name? Uh, this is Kai. What's up, guys? Well, look yeah, how good Kai. I am. Look how I'm good I am, back. boys. This is why I am the host of Finsider Radio. Psychic. Well, I, I want to keep it on the, the draft talk. <clears throat> so I see everyone talking about the whole corner situation and Tremaine Johnson getting tagged. In terms of the draft, I know a lot of people, uh, especially like down here in Miami, especially with UM, one corn elder. But there's a person that I've looked at. I don't know if you guys have looked at him at all. His name is Akilo Witherspoon. He's from Colorado. And he's a 6'3 corner. And I think you guys, at least, you guys should definitely take a look at him. He's one of my favorite corners in the draft. But the, he looks like he will go late. You, would you guys rather try to go big? on a corner and a linebacker one, two, and three, and just stack up on defense there and then go corner or maybe go corner linebacker and maybe defensive end in those rounds. All right, Kai, thank you for the question. I'm going to put you on mute while we answer it. And I'm going to give this question to my cornerback guru, who's been studying cornerbacks for quite some time and has some of the deepest knowledge on Twitter in terms of cornerbacks, and that is my boy, Certain the Soccer Dag. And, uh, you know, while he's driving his kids around in the minivan, he has certain. his phone open on Twitter, on the other hand, looking up cornerbacks. So, certain, uh, what is your take on cornerbacks in the draft? And like Kai said, would you rather take one late in the draft who thinks he can turn into someone just as good? Or do you want to take one early? Yeah, I'm so prolific at corners just because I – have too many damn kids. I just have to put them in the corner. If they misbehave, I can't keep all of them in line. But anyway, no, I, I might be in the minority here. I'm not sure um, that we go with a boundary corner. I, we already have Lippett, Howard, and Maxwell, and and the big contingency here is how the, the front office feels about Byron Maxwell going forward. If they're ready to move on from him, then, yeah, then we, we might invest in someone like Akila Weatherspoon. Um, I'm looking more at the nickel cornerback spot and getting some, some more competition for McCain. So in, in, in those terms, I think we're looking at more of a uh, day two, day three type of cornerback. I think we just we have so much work to do on the front seven, and obviously a lot is left to be determined by free agency but we need a injection of of young talent on that front seven, both at defensive end and linebacker. So I think it's more prudent to go 
with those positions earlier and take a flyer type um, on day two or day three. All right, Kai, thank you for calling. There is your answer to your question from our cornerback guru, certain the soccer dad. We're going to bring in our other caller again, three, four callers tonight, uh, a miracle. The, the miracle continues. I guess Sutton is paying off people on Twitter uh, to call into our show again. <laughs> so I have, no, I have no idea who this is, but we're going to bring them on the phone. And let me just see here what we got going on. We have a 712 area code from Iowa. Is this Eric or is this somebody else? Welcome to Finside Radio. This is, this is somebody else. Uh, it's Justin Bell. It looks like Bull. Talk to you guys yes, a few times Justin, on Twitter. Yes, my oh, boy. My boy. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. sir. How are you doing? <laughs> so my, not too bad. Got done with midterms, so I can relax hey. now and listen to you guys. Oh, nice. So my question's along the same lines. Um, there, Adam tweeted out about that potential trade for a big cornerback, and Byron Maxwell is kind of up in the air. And with uh, Gilmore not getting pegged in Buffalo, what yes. uh, do you think there's any possibility there? Um, there could be. I'm going to throw this one to House because admittedly I don't know too much about cornerbacks, but I know House has really dived into the cornerback film on NFL Game Pass that I gave him my password and login information to this past week. So, <laughs> how, yeah, what are your thoughts on, on Stephen Gilmore? I mean, I mean, for me, he mentioned Byron Maxwell. I think Maxwell's pretty uh, – I think he's solidified as one of our starting cornerbacks. Gilmore, I, th- I think he might be a bit pricey in the Dolphins. I'm not quite certain they're going to look at cornerback in free agency. I do like the player, but I'm just not sure the Dolphins are willing to pay the price that he's going to command and – Again, Byron Maxwell, he, he played well when he was healthy. Health was his biggest concern. I like Byron Maxwell. I like Xavier Howard. I think the Dolphins have a pretty good group of cornerbacks. Justin, I, let me – hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me talk. Justin, are you all there? All right, my bad. Yep. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> Since you're a first-time caller, I'm going to give you some inside information right now, live on Finsider Radio in front of the entire world. Oh, shit. Okay? Oh, yeah. We have people <laughs> listening from Europe. So, you know that, right? Uh, Sutton is our Europe liaison. Sutton takes all the questions. Sutton takes all the questions from Europe. Um, all of you from Europe message Sutton, and Sutton provides. Sutton and provides South American, that. bro. South American. Sutton, pro- Sutton provides us with feedback from the Europe people. So Sutton, thank you for being our European liaison. The Europe people? Uh, is that what you just said? Yeah. The Europe people? Yes, our friends in Europe. Now, is Justin. Justin. Yeah. I want you to listen very carefully to me. The Dolphins were not happy with Byron Maxwell at the end of last season. The Dolphins believed that Byron Maxwell could have played in the playoff game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Dolphins believed that Byron Maxwell could have played the last few weeks of the season. Byron Maxwell did not play. So the Dolphins still may have some ill feelings towards Byron Maxwell there. And we'll see if that plays any part. Like I said, at the top of the show, they really wanted Tremaine Johnson. They really wanted him this year. They really wanted him last year. They're not going to get him unless they trade for him. So we could see them still making a run at a cornerback, and a guy like Stephen Gilmore might make sense. We'll have to see how that shakes out. Okay, Justin. My, my belief was that would be trading Byron if we did go for Gilmore. But we, right, could, we could. All right. We'll see what happens there, but they might keep Byron. They might put him to number two. Who knows? We'll have to see. Justin, thank you for calling Finsider Radio. We always appreciate first-time callers. And continue to interact with us on Twitter. I promise I will not mute you, okay? All right. 
All right, that is Justin from Iowa calling. All right, boys, let's go into the live thread. Uh, let's pick out just a few questions. I know you guys might get mad at us if we don't pick your question, but listen, we have to cut down. We are getting so damn popular that half of our show is just phone calls and questions. So we need to cut down on it. We need to put our foot down. We need to be that mean parent. Uh, if you want the nice parent, go to Sutton. He has candy in his van. Uh, he will give you all the candy you want, and who knows what else he would do with you, but Marty. let's go see Sutton on just go see something on Twitter. Okay. Uh, how it's just text me the funniest thing ever. And it, uh, it can't read it on air, but I can't read it on air, but how that is the funniest text ever. All right. Um, Sutton, pick your best question from the live thread. We're only going to do two questions from the live thread. Uh, Sutton, pick your best question from there. Okay. We got one from Redwood and I will kind of shorten it. Uh, I'll kind of shorten the question. As far as I know, he only plays right guard. Is it smart to pay big money to him? And, and he's talking about Kevin Zietler from the Bengals. Is it smart to pay big money to him and then move him to left guard, or would it be better to get someone with experience at left guard? I think in that particular situation, I think Zietler's pretty diverse in that sense. I don't think going from left guard to right guard is as drastic a change as what Bushrod did, going from left tackle to right guard. I think it's much more of a difficult transition to go from tackle to guard or guard to tackle than it is to go from guard to guard. So I would not have any qualms whatsoever uh, playing Zietler at left guard. But at this particular juncture, we have holes at both guards, in my opinion. So there's no reason that we would need to put Zietler at left guard. We could easily put him at right guard. Correct. I completely agree with you, Certain. Um, House, what do you got going on? <laughs> All right, uh, Coach K13 asks, and this is a great question, any chance Miami makes a run at New England linebacker Dante Hightower? Uh, <laughs> I mean, for me, personally, I, I think they should. I think uh, what he would do for this defense is, is huge. I think, yes, he's going to command a lot of money. I also think, like both Certain and uh, MC Money mentioned earlier, Brandon Williams, he's going to be a fortune as well. So, I mean – for me, linebacker position, huge area need heading into the offseason. Uh, Dante Hightower, one of the top five li- middle linebackers in the NFL. I'm not sure if they're going to make the run at him, but I definitely think they should. And hopefully Dante Hightower is uh, that 4 p.m. signing come, uh, come free agency when it opens up. <clears throat> Dude, I will take my computer and I will punch it into the wall if Dante Hightower is the 4 p.m. signing. Not because I'm <laughs> mad, because that would be so – freaking excited and wow oh, that would be great <laughs> that would be great all right i'm gonna jump over to twitter and i'm gonna check in with our loyal follower yeah. rob caruth who is Caruth. also making friends with who is also making friends with uh certain the soccer dad Caruth. and just just a heads up guys we're, we're calling him certain it's an inside joke between us three and i know it's really corny and lame to do inside jokes when no one else, no one else knows about it but we're gonna do it anyways and i was texting these guys the other day uh, we were having a great conversation, a really funny one. We were making funny joke jokes with each other. And I uh, typed in Sutton and it autocorrected as certain. And ever since then, we call him certain. So I know that's freaking hilarious. Um, I know you're laughing on the inside right now or out loud. But, okay, <laughs> that is why we call him certain. All right. All right. And is certain see. even a word? I don't know why would it autocorrect as certain with an O-N. I don't, I don't know. Just, just go with whatever. It. Stop, asking, stop asking questions. 
All right, Rob Cruz, should we have used a franchise tag this year? No, we should not have. Where is Kiko Alonso best suited to play? He is suited to play on the outside of Stills. Leaves those wide receiver move from the draft priority list? Absolutely not. I think they look at it in a free agency. Rashad Jones' contract situation, it will get done. Remember, he just got injured out for the season. That kind of put a delay in things. Are you wrong to think that linebacker is more important than defensive end going into the draft? They are both equally important in my eyes. Both play different roles. And the one question I will pay a little bit more attention to is, could you see them trading some fifth-round picks to get back into the fourth round? Absolutely. frequently. I think that's the plan all along. They have three fifth-round picks. I don't think a jump into the early part of the fourth round is feasible because you're asking a team to move all the way out of the fourth round unless they have a lower fourth-round pick, then it's certainly possible. But in terms of moving up to the uh, back end of the fourth round, if they like someone that's there, I can absolutely see them packaging all three picks or two of them even to jump up into the fourth round and get the guy they want. Remember, we saw last year in the draft, they had no qualms about trading picks to move up for Xavier Howard and Leontay Carew, who, by the way, Rob, alluding to your question about Kenny Stills, Leontay is the next man up if Kenny Stills walks away in free agency. And I know we had some news today from Joe Shad of the Palm Beach Post saying that Kenny Stills may take a hometown discount to stay in Miami. We'll have to watch that develop on Twitter and thefinsider.com as we go over the next week and into the free agency period on a March 9th. And of course the legal tampering period, the few days before free agency begins. Whew. That was a lot. Damn. All right. House and son, All anything well. to add before we go off the air tonight? And real quick, this is the first year that compensatory draft picks can be traded. So Correct. to have those three fifth rounders that actually means something this year that we can package those together to even have this conversation about moving into the fourth round previously, uh, we wouldn't have been able to do that. So it's going to be a wild, even more wild draft to be, um, to be watching and have those compensatory picks packaged with other picks to move up and, and, and et cetera, et cetera. So it's just going to make everything more chaotic than it already is. Yeah. All right. How, anything to add? I uh, just want to say Kenny Stills' eight million a year would be great, and I'm a huge fan of Leontay Carew. I think 29 touchdowns in 30 games in college. Uh, he's a Jarvis Landry-Devontae Parker hybrid. I, I like what he brings to the table, and if Stills leaves, I trust in Leontay Carew to get things done. All right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Thank you for listening to Finsider Radio once again during the offseason. Listen, when we come on the air next week, we're going to be lit, all right, because we may do next Wednesday just because of the free agency period, but, hell, we might go next Thursday. Why don't, oh, what do you say, boys? You want, you want to go next Thursday, March 9th? We're all at the here. mercy of Dolphins' Twitter and Dolphins' you know, the fans, so whatever <laughs> they want, I'm cricket. okay with. But all right. when I'm it's put up a... coming, I, I have to you put us on the spot. not plan anything, text, really. All right. Let us know what's coming. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put up a poll on Twitter tomorrow. If you're in a live thread still, you tell us, you want to talk on Thursday uh, during free agency after the first few hours? We will be on uh, our Ritalin and our, our medication kicking in to calm down the excitement from that first few hours. Or do you want us to come on Wednesday night when deals will start getting leaked? We'll have to figure that out, and we will figure that out for you as we put our brains together and look at the best maximum potential for exposure for Finsider Radio next week during our free agency show. But again, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, thank you for listening to Finsider Radio. We appreciate your support each and every week. For House and Sutton and Soccer Dad, I am MC Money. We'll see you next time.
It's time to answer the call, little buddy. I'm talking about big beef, dislocate your jaw kind of wide. This, that, charbroiled unicorn boy, bacon, big pig, slab, cut thick, sizzling for shizzling on velvet sheet of ooey gooey. Ooh, a wild, wild western bacon cheeseburger. Carl Jr. I'm calling your name. Hi, I'm Karis Fisher. I want to tell you about another podcast you should check out. It's called Recode Decode. Every week I talk to tech and media's key players about how they're changing our world. I interview tech executives like Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, political figures like Hillary Clinton, and media personalities like John Kerryu, who literally wrote the book on Theranos. Once again, the name of the show is Recode Decode, hosted by me, Kara Swisher. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. See you there.